Hi everyone, good morning. Um, so today, this is something that I've actually been encountering a lot lately. And I figured it's important for me to talk about it because I'm sure that if I have questions and confusions and curiosity about it, um, then I'm sure others out there have the same thoughts, confusions, curiosity as I do. I won't say it's confusion because I do know what it is, but definitely curiosity because I've been hearing a lot of different forms of it and many misinterpretations of it. Right? So I definitely feel like it's important to touch on that. And so you guys might be wondering, okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I'm talking about worship. Yeah, that is such a big part of being a Christian. That is such an important thing that God calls us to do to worship him. But as I get deeper in my faith and as I speak with more people in the faith, I realize that everyone has a different definition and interpretation of what it means to worship. Most people think worship means listening to songs. You know, like, for example, in my church, we have a praise and worship section. And so what that is, is just music, you know, music, praising and worshiping God. And people will lift up their hands. And I think that they consider that worship don't get me wrong, that is a form of worship, but that isn't what worship is limited to. Worshiping is not just putting on Christian music, lifting up your hands, and closing your eyes. That can be a form of worship, but that isn't the only way you worship God. That isn't the real way to worship. I mean, not to say it's not the real, it's the wrong way, but what I mean by the real way is that people say worship is that. That's what they use as the definition of worship and keep it at that worship is listening to worship music but again there's many ways to worship God you can't box God to one form because he's a God that is so big so large you know so it wouldn't be fair for us to say okay this is the only way that we can worship such an amazing creator there's many forms of it so today I want to talk a little about a little bit about worshiping and praising and what the differences are and you know based on uh, research I've done in the Bible and also Google, of course, my handy dandy friend Google. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just gonna go through that, but I feel like, well, before we get started, let's let's open up in prayers, right? So we can ask the Holy Spirit to bless this conversation and just ask God to be present. So He is leading this conversation, and it's not my flesh who's speaking, but through the Holy Spirit that I speak. Okay, Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet again another amazing morning, amazing day that you've blessed us with. We thank you for allowing us to be here, God, to see another day despite the trials that the world is going through with the COVID and pandemic all around us. Lord, we pray for healing. We pray for restoration of those who have lost their lives, for the families that are grieving, for members that have been lost, Lord. We trust in you despite what the world looks like, God. You're still good. You're still faithful. You're still mighty. And with you, all things are possible, God. So we ask that you hear our prayer. We ask that you bring peace into this world. God, we want to lift up this session that we're getting ready to do. I pray that may your Holy Spirit ignite within me. May your Holy Spirit speak through me, God, and help me have the knowledge and wisdom that only you can grant. God, I pray that as we get ready to speak on worship, which is so important to you, that may you give us a better understanding of what it looks like to you and what exactly it is that you want us to do to give you the highest glory, the highest honor and praise and reverence. God, we love you and we invite you here today. Lord, be with us throughout this day and forevermore. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. 
Okay, so let's get started. So I think before we get into it, it's obviously important to talk about the definition, right? You can't talk about something that you don't know what it means. So let us go to worship. What does worship mean? I just went on dictionary.com, so (laughs) there's many definitions out there. I also have a lot of biblical references, but as far as the definition, I wanted to go on dictionary.com because I think they did a good job of simplifying what the definition means. So dictionary.com says worshiping means reverent honor and homage paid to God or a sacred patronage or to any object regarded as sacred the object of adoring reverence or regarding someone and then another one that i found from the bible app worship is to express honor to god through extravagant respect reverence and devotion i love this let me read it again worship is to express honor to god through extravagant respect, reverence, and devotion. Okay, so that is the definition of worship. Let us read the one for praise. So praise means the act of expressing approval or admiration. Admiration. The act of grateful homage in words or songs or an act of worship. The state of being approved or admired. So, from what both definitions say, you can kind of hear a little bit of similarities. And due to that similarity, I think that's why a lot of people get it wrong. Because they say, okay, well, worship sounds just like praise, so therefore they must be the same thing. But they are indeed different. And, yeah, let's talk about why they're different. So, before we go on, let let me go ahead and give some examples that I found in the Bible So this one was really, really good because I was like, wow, this really, really came for a lot of people, (laughs) you know, because I think that society obviously is constantly evolving and so are definitions, so are meanings. And um, in Isaiah 29, I'm reading from the NIV version, Isaiah 29, starting from 13, or it's only verse 13. It reads, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me they worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been thought their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been thought so it says that our worship is not based on what god thought us but what human beings thought us And so it's important that we go back to what God's definition of worship is. The one I just read from dictionary.com talks about giving reverence to God. And so when I was in my prayer time today, right, I was just asking, okay, God, this is something that we've obviously gone wrong for many different, many different years now, for a few years now, I should say. And so it's so important to God that we get it right because he doesn't want us to worship him based on mere human rules that has been thought for centuries, but he wants us to worship him based on his standards of what worship is. So what is worship, right? I was asking God, like, okay, so what do you think worship is? And he was telling me a few things, like, here's what worship means to him. And I'm going to give a lot of biblical references throughout this um discussion 
So just in my prayer time, some of the things that I got from God is that trusting that I am God no matter what you go through. That is a form of worship because we think that you only should worship God when things are going right, when you're happy. But to truly worship God is worshiping him because, not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Right? When you worship God for who he is, that doesn't mean you're waiting for him to give you that miracle you've been praying for, to answer all those prayers that you've had for years and years and years. But it says, you know what, God, no matter what you do, no matter what good thing you do today or tomorrow, I'll still worship you because you have been good, because you are good. Because you have given me the biggest sacrifice, which is your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me. So that's enough to worship God. And so what that means is that our worship isn't dependent on what God is currently doing or has done, but it's just based on who God is. So that is what worship, proper worship to God means. Being present, being still before me and knowing that I am God. When you know that he is God, you respect him, you reverence him, and you honor him. You honor him despite of what the world looks like, despite what your problems look like, despite what you're going through. You still honor God because he is worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your respect and honor. So it's just also resting in his truth. That's what worship also means. Resting in God's truth. He is who he says he is. You know, in Genesis, he says, um, when when um, Moses was saying, okay, who should I tell Pharaoh that sent me? God said, I am who I am. He didn't have to give an example. Oh, I'm the God who did this. I'm the God who does that. No, he said, I am who I am. I am God regardless. I am God despite And so being still in his truth, knowing God's truth is a form of worship because you don't expect God to do something for you, for you to worship him. You worship him because he is God. Another form of worship is just acknowledging who he is. All these sound the same and they are, but they're also different, right? Because when you're still in this truth, um, you're also accepting accepting and acknowledging who he is. So that is another form of worshiping. You're acknowledging who God is, not what he's done, not what you expect him to do, but just for who he is. And so then that is kind of like what I got from worshiping, right? And now let's talk about praise. And why is it a little different? Like I said, praise is a form of worship. You can praise God to show that you, or you can, yeah, worship God by also praising him for the good that he does do you. You know, I'm not just saying that, okay, because you're not only supposed to worship God based on what he's doing, doesn't mean you can't thank him for what he's done already. If God woke you up this morning, definitely give thanks to that. Praise him for that. Say, God, thank you, because he didn't have to do that. You know, not a lot of people were able to see this day, and that is something worth praising. But I want to show you the difference in the contrast between praise and worship, because like I said, worship is just being a state of being giving thanks to God despite what he has done for who he is. That is why you worship God. But when you praise God, you're praising him for what he has done and what he's promised to do. Right? So for example, if you've been praying for a new job and God gave you a job, you're going to praise him. And praise is just saying thank you. Praise is just giving thanks. 
right? You're going to say, God, thank you so much for this job. I've been praying for this for years and you finally answered my prayers. God, I thank you. God, you're so good. You're so awesome. You're so mighty. That is a form of praise because you're thanking him for all the goodness that he's done for you. Think about a friend, right? If a friend does something amazing for you, they brought you lunch or something, you're going to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You made me feel special. I really appreciate you. You're giving praise. People praise their football team. People praise um, their favorite celebrity. They praise their favorite musicians. You know, when you go to a concert, for example, not that we're doing any of that right now during this pandemic, but back in when normalcy, maybe to, to 2019, we would go to concerts. We would praise and cheer and clap and, you know, just admire that person's talent. But you're not going to worship your friend. You're not, you're, hopefully you're not worshiping your friend or worshiping these celebrities. Um, because, again, worship can become an idol if you worship the wrong person. Right? But a lot of us, how many times have we worshipped something? Worshiping is just trusting that thing to say that, okay, money can buy me everything. Money can answer all my problems. You can worship things. And that is when you have idols, when you're giving worship and reverence to the wrong things and not God. And so I hope you guys can understand the difference between worship and praising. You know, worshiping is just thanking God for who he is, not necessarily what he's done. But praising is thanking God for what he has done for you. If he does something good for you, you're going to say, thank you, God. I appreciate this. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm acting like I can hear you guys, but hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so now let me give some examples in the Bible that I found, okay? So this is in John 4. All of this is going to be from the NIV version unless I clarify that it's not. Because I do have one from King King James, I think. But yeah, let me go ahead. So this is John 4, verses 23. It reads, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. The Father, which is God, he seeks people to worship him in the spirit and in truth. So that goes back to what I was saying, you know, resting in God's truth. That relates to how we are supposed to worship God. We worship God for who he is. He is who he is. I am who I say I am. And that is his truth. His truth is not that, okay, he's going to bless you with the car. He's going to bless you with the million dollars. I mean, that might happen, but that's not true for everyone, you know? So it's important that we worship God despite what he's done, but just for who he is. Resting in God's truth of who he is, acknowledging God for who he is and who he says he is. Okay, and then I'm going to read another one from um, Psalms 29, verses 2. If you want to know how to truly worship, please go read Psalms. David is, wow, I just love David. I love Psalms in general because he is real. I think worshiping is also not being fake, right? It's being real. Worship. Um, coming up to summarize it, I'll give you ways to worship because now we're talking about what does worship look like. Then we're going to talk about simple, practical ways that you can actually worship God. But One of those practical ways is being transparent with God. God wants to have that intimacy, that relationship with you. And you can't have that intimacy with somebody that you're not 
being intimate with. Intimate is just opening up yourself and being vulnerable, being transparent. And God wants us to do that. A perfect example of that is David, because David was truly the most open person I've seen in the Bible. He told God he things he didn't like about God, things he didn't like about himself, things he did, he didn't like about his situation. He he cursed, not literally, you know, but back back in those biblical ways, I was maybe their curse words nowadays, <laughs> or back back in their days. He would curse different things he didn't like and say, like, God, why is this going on? Curse my enemies, curse this person for doing that and that and that to me. And so I love that because David was able to have that intimacy with God because he was honest. He went to God and said, God, I worship you. I give you honor and reverence. But here's what I don't like. Here's what I'm going through. Help me throughout the situation. He trusted God to be his God, to be his God in his happiness and his sadness and his weakness. In every state of his being, he trusted God. And God wants that for you and I. He wants us to come to him. And trust that he can answer everything. That he is capable of answering everything. Because when you worship God, you worship him for who he is. God is powerful. God is mighty full. And the way you can truly worship God is by first knowing who he is. So that way you can know what he can do and what he can provide. But that's another segment. Let me just go ahead and read this. I just went off in a rant. But yeah, back to Psalms 29. Um verses 2 it says ascribe to the lord the glory due to his name worship the lord in his splendor of his holiness worship the lord in the splendor of his holiness ascribe to the lord the glory due to his name so what that means to me is just that giving god the glory that is due to him you know and it's not that i have to wait for god to do something it's like god has already done so much more than we could ever think or think him for like literally looking say it's you know wednesday the 10th march 10th to be exact at like 6 a.m and it's beautiful outside the weather is nice it's been nice today it's like what 70 something degrees i hear birds chirping i have great vision i can see the birds i can see the trees on my windows i can see the bright light that is enough for me to give god the glory for which is due He didn't have to show me this. He didn't have to wake me up. I didn't have to see the sight that he put here before me. But that's something that I give God glory for. It's due to his name. He deserves it. Worship is just God deserving it. Not because of what he needs to do for him to get that glory or worship. Is that, you know what, God, you deserve it. So I'm going to give it to you, whether you've done A or B. You know, and I love that song by uh, his song, If the Skies. Oh, I can't even sing, so let me not stop. <laughs> the stars were meant to worship, so will I. If the stars and the birds and trees were meant to worship, how much more do we need to worship God? You know? Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And the splendor of his holiness is just being in God's presence, calling on the Holy Spirit. God is so holy. He's so good. And he shows us that throughout his creations. Everywhere that we look, you see God. And that is a form of worshiping God in his splendor and his holiness. And then I'm going to read another one in Hebrews 12, uh, verses 28. Therefore, since we are not, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. 
Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. I want to focus on that reverence and awe because that is the definition of worshiping. Giving reverence where reverence is due. Being in awe of God. Looking at people even and saying, wow, God, you're, if you have children, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine a parent when they look at their kids. It's like, wow, yes, I am part of the reason that this kid is born, but God formed them. You know how God says, before you were in your mother's womb, I formed you. I knit you together. God formed us. And when you look at humans, you're just in acknowledgement of, wow, God, I give you all. Your, I, I'm just in all of you. I'm amazed by you. When you look out, if you go on vacation, for example, you're at the beach, um, you look at the clouds, it's like, wow, God, you did this? You're such a masterpiece. You look at the sunset, it's like God is such a masterpiece worker. Or he's made a lot of masterpieces, I should say. You know, so that's just ways that you give God reverence and remain in all of his creation and his beauty. Okay, then in Revelations 14, verses 7, he said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Back to what I was just saying, being in reverence in all of what God has created, he made the heavens, the earth, the sea, the springs of water. That alone is enough to give God worship and praise for our lifetime. That's enough to worship God and just be an acknowledgement and being in, in, in adoration of who he is because he's done so much. He's the God of creations, literally, literally. He made all of, all of it, everything. And then back to David, um, Psalms 63, verses 4. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. And so here David shows praise, right? He shows praise and he shows us a way to praise God by lifting up your hands. People usually get that confused with worshiping. It can't be a form of worshiping, but I, well, just from just what I get from Psalm 63 verses 4, it seems like it's more a form of praise. Like, for example, like when I talked about, you know, if you go to a concert, depending on what type of music is playing, you might put your hands up and sway them from side to side. If you're in a football game or a sports match, you might cheer, you know, put your hands up or whatever. So that is a form of praise to me. I won't consider that a form of worship. Um, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. So take that as you want, but I will consider that a form of praise. But like I said, praise is a form of worship also, right? So they all kind of tie in together. But yeah, so that is all the examples of biblical references um, that I had of what it looks like to praise God. Now let me give practical examples of how to worship. Again, there's so many types. I'm just going to give a few that I was able to found. Um, the Bible is always a great place to go. If you want to find more definitions and biblical references on worship, just go to your Bible app if you have it. On the search bar, type in worship. That's what I did to get all these verses. Or 
you know, Google sometimes your best friend. Search up ways to worship God or what does worshiping God look like? You know, you can watch videos on YouTube. You can do all that. But I just wanted to give you a few um, examples of what I found so far. But I'm going to talk about the ways that you can worship God, practical ways. First, starting your day with him. And that's so important because worshiping is giving reverence, right? It's giving uh, adoration, being an all of somebody. And how do you show somebody that you're an all of them if you're constantly spending time with them? It's like, wow, I love you. Wow, I respect you. Wow, you're so good. Wow, I love this. You know, (laughs) and that is spending time with God. And that's so important. So starting your day with him, waking up in the morning, just thanking him. God, I thank you for today. I don't know how today's going to look like, but I thank you that I'm up. I thank you for everything that you have planned for me today, God. I invite you into my day. I invite you into my life. Just being in the moment with him, acknowledging him, giving praise to him you know, thanking him, even, yeah, giving him praise, you can do that too, just God, thank you, but you also give him worship by thanking him for things that have yet to come, does that make sense, and then another way is to pray intentionally, like I said earlier, right, with uh, David, God wants you to be specific. How can I help you? Tell me. Be honest with God. Be transparent. Just don't pray because I hate those vague prayers like, okay, God, thank you for today. I pray that you bless me and you bless my life and you bless my family. Amen. How do you want God to bless you? How do you want him to bless your family? Imagine going to a friend and just saying, hey, um, can you do this for me? Okay, thank you. And your friend's like, huh? What do you want me to do? Like, what? I don't, like, I don't know. What should I do? You have to be specific when you talk to God. Yes, he knows what you want. Yes, he knows what you're thinking. Yes, he knows what you need. But you can't expect him to do what you don't ask him to do. He says in Matthew 7, ask and you shall receive, right? Ask, you got to speak. You got to ask what you want to receive. If you want to receive, if you want God to, to give you blessings, just say, God, give me blessings. And guess what? He'll do it. He'll wake you up the next morning. And you can't complain because he, what, bless you with another day, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we got to start being specific and playing, not playing, but praying intentionally. Asking God what exactly it is that you want. If you want a red car with a, I don't know, sound system, Bluetooth connection, ask God for that. Be specific. If you want a certain job in a certain city with certain benefits, ask God for that. If you want to graduate with a certain GPA or whatever, ask God for that. If you want all your loans and your debts to be paid, ask God for that. How much do you want to be paid off? Everything? Okay. When do you want it to be paid off by? Who do you want to provide you the money? You know, like, be specific. If you're looking for a spouse or whatever, what do you want in that spouse? Yes, physical things are important, but what do you want inside of that spouse, you know? Do you want them to be caring? Do you want them to be from the same faith? Hopefully, you're dating a Christian. (laughs) Do you want them to be from the same culture as you? You know, ask God for that. Be specific. Pray intentionally. That's so important. So that is point two. The first is starting your day with him. Point two is praying intentionally. And point three, acknowledging things you're thankful for. And again, this goes similar to to praise a little bit, you know, just being thankful because God 
is a God who wants you to still acknowledge him. And you can do that through praising him. This is when praise and worship ties in because when you're praising God, you're thanking him for the things that he has done. And so you acknowledge that. It's like, God, thank you so much for um, keeping me safe throughout this whole pandemic. No one in my family has gotten the virus. And I'm so thankful for that. I haven't gotten sick and I've traveled a little bit. So I'm really thankful for that. You know, things like that I would say because that's what God has done for me. So you would customize that based on what you've received from God in ways that he's blessed you. And then point four, praising him in the midst of trials. This is so, 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 so important. A lot of people don't do this because of course no one wants to be happy when you're going through sufferings but I love Paul because he says that in the midst of sufferings we should still be happy we should still be thanking God you know because as Christians we will suffer just like Jesus said they hated me so how much more would the world hate you we are a product of our father so being thankful and praising him in the midst of trials shows God that he is good. That is a form of worship because you're saying that, God, I'm not only going to say I love you when you bless me with something. I'm going to say I love you even if you haven't blessed me with something, even when I'm suffering, even when the world looks chaotic, even when I'm depressed, even when I'm sad, even when I'm angry, even when I don't have money, even when I, I don't have a job, whatever your situation is, you're still going to praise God in the midst of that because when God sees a cheerful praiser he's gonna want to bless you he's not gonna let you keep suffering and suffering and suffering when you're trusting in him think about uh, job for example we talked about job a few weeks ago job is a great example of this praising god in trials he worshiped god despite god taking away his family despite god taking away his wealth his health everything he still praised god was he a real human being and was not happy with the outcomes of course did he express that of course he was honest he didn't try to hide it but guess what he never cursed God he never said God I hate you or God you're not good you're not that but he still was like you know what, God I trust you because I know that you're capable of doing everything good think about Abraham when he went to sacrifice his son he didn't do it but the way he, he had that mindset it's like you know what this is not mine God gave me my son if I sacrifice him God is going to bless me with something even more and so that is important for us to remember because when we are going through those trials yes it's hard to to be in praise and happiness and worship God but it's important that when we are in those moments we are looking at it as though it's only temporary nothing endures forever Right? There's blessings at the end of our sufferings, at the end of our tunnel. There's light at the end of our darkness. So it's important that we're always worshiping God despite what he has done or what we think he'll do anytime soon at least. And then point five, this is my favorite one. I'm such a nature girl. I love nature. I love being out in the woods. I love the birds. I love the sun, the clouds, the beach, all that. I just love nature and this is point five enjoying his creations that is a form of worshiping because when you're in awe of somebody you admire their beauty you look at the sunset you're like wow god how did you put orange yellow blue all this great and you made it so beautiful you admire god for all that he's made everything from human beings to dogs to the grass to the flowers to the trees to 
the water, oceans, all that. That is all a form of God's creation. And when you can enjoy that and you can take a walk, for example, and just look at the flowers, breathe in the fresh air, you know, look at the, the birds, the butterflies, the, hear the sounds of the birds chirping. Use all your five senses just to endure and indulge in God's um, presence and in God's creation. That is a way that you can worship him. And then number five slash six is love, loving others slash loving yourself. This is also a form of worship because, again, that is God's creations, right? Other people. But when you're able to love them wholeheartedly, not because, oh, they're good to you. You know, um, the other day, I forgot where I was reading this. I think it was in Matthew, if I'm right. But it talked about, okay, what good is it for you to love somebody that loves you back? Because don't even evil people love people that love them back right we're supposed to love everyone no matter if they're good to us we're supposed to love them and that is how you show god you're worshiping him because you love people he called us to love right the first commandment is to love god then the second is to love yourself then others right and so you have to do both of those things and loving yourself is not just oh i love myself i'm pretty and i'm so great no it's taking care of yourself too are you sleeping are you eating healthy are you um working out those are all ways that you love yourself right honor your body your body's a temple and how are you treating your body tells a lot about how you love yourself Right? You can't say you love yourself, but yet you eat fast food every single day. You don't try to work out. I'm guilty for that. I need to start working out. But, you know, you're sleeping late. I'm guilty of that too. But how are you taking care of yourself? That also shows God that you're worshiping him because you worship what he gave you, your body, because guess what? His spirit lives in you. So you got to make it a clean environment for him to endure and to live in so he can continuously use us, right? And then the last point is worshiping again, like I said, it's also music, right? A form of praise and putting on music that reminds you of God's goodness. And this music should put you in a state of remembrance, a state of acknowledgement, a state of thanksgiving. Um, then you can praise God. Then you can lift up your hands and do all these other things that praising represents, thanking him you know, swaying back and forth with your hands or whatever, closing your eyes. Music that invokes God's spirit to burn within you and dance. You can feel God dancing with, I don't know, I, I can. Like when I play certain music and I'm just like, my spirit's beat, like my spirit just is joyful. I can feel it. Like I can feel God in there dancing inside of me. And so that is also a form of worshiping him because you feel good. And, you know, you're just saying that, God, I thank you. You're so good. This music reminds me of your goodness and the things that you brought me through. And you get all emotional. I do. I get all emotional. <laughs> Depends on the song. I might cry every once in a while, but <laughs> that is a form of worshiping. Just being so happy in God's presence and thanking him for that. But yeah, that is pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed this and hopefully it gives you a better um, understanding of what, of what worship is and what worship looks like and different forms that you can actually worship God. And not to get confused with praise, you know, because praise is important and it is a way that you can show God you're worshiping him. But praise isn't worshiping, right? And music isn't worshiping only as a form of it, not the extent of it. But yeah, so let us close out in prayers. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us bodies that can worship you, mouths that can lift up 
praise and give you glory and honor and reverence. We thank you, God, for all that you've done for us, all that you have in store for us, and all that you will do, God. You're so good. You're so awesome. You're so mighty, God. We worship you in this moment by just being in reverence in all of you, God, acknowledging you for who you are and being still in your truth, being still in your presence. God, we thank you, God. We praise your name, God. We lift up holy hands and give you the praise in which you deserve. You're so good, God. You're so mighty. You're so faithful, God. You're so incredible. You're awesome. You're Jehovah Jireh. You provide for all our needs, God. You're Jehovah Shalom. You're the peace that reigns, Lord. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're the God who heals, God. Heal this world. Heal our bodies. Give us strength, God. Jehovah Nisi, God, you reign in victory, God. We thank you, Jesus, for all your names that are powerful and give you honor and give you reverence and exemplifies who you are. You're good, God. We love you, God. I love you, God. I praise you, God. (laughs) I thank you, God. We praise you in your most holy name. Amen. Amen.